This is a Rubaru Walks podcast. Stories can be windows into fascinating worlds of distant places, phenomenal people and rich cultural traditions. Prepare to feel inside of you the vast experiences of a vibrant ancient civilization as we present to you soulful stories from India. Narrated by storytellers of Rubaru Walks. Namaste. My name is Ayush. The topic of our story today is what is the source behind Delhi's legendary swag. Delhi's people are often known for their flamboyance and they have a certain swagger about them. Comparisons between Delhi and Mumbai's culture and people are famous across India. But have you ever wondered about the reason behind this? What do you think gives way to Delhi's swag? Does it come from Delhi's celebrated youngster and the captain of the Indian cricket team, Virat Kohli? Or perhaps being the capital of India, some bit of swagger is natural? Is it the result of Delhi being a forever changing city of immigrants? Or perhaps you don't relate with this conjecture at all, especially if you are one of Delhi's own. To settle this matter, let us try to see who really are these Delhiites. Historically, how has Delhi evolved into the city that it is today? Thousands of years ago, before civilization, there was only nature here that had two prominent features, Yamuna River and the Aravali Mountains. The Aravali Range, which lies predominantly in Rajasthan, has its northeastern frontier actually ending in Delhi. This is also the reason why Delhi is relatively far greener compared to the adjoining areas. From the point of view of civilization, Delhi finds its first mention in Mahabharat by the name of Indraprasth, a city founded by the Pandavas whose beauty challenged even Amravati, the capital city of Indra's paradise. Indraprasth is believed to have existed in the vicinity of today's Purana Kila by the banks of river Yamuna. Some pottery remains and terracotta toys belonging to the 8th century BC have also been unearthed here, although so far there is no conclusive evidence of their relationship with Mahabharat. For the next few centuries, Delhi was conspicuous by her absence from the pages of history. Delhi's next mention comes directly in the 7th century AD when it was under the rule of the Tomars from Rajasthan. Then, in the 12th century, again under the rule of the Chauhan dynasty, prominent among whom was Prithviraj Chauhan. From the perspective of built heritage, this era saw the construction of the city Lal Kot, remnants of whose walls can still be seen in parts of today's South Delhi. Nearby, in Faridabad, Suraj Kund was also built during the same era. The absence of any major fort or palace suggests that Delhi was more of an outpost then, while the capital was actually based more towards the southwest near Ajmer in Rajasthan. But come the end of the 12th century, all of this was set to change. Muhammad Ghori from Afghanistan's Ghor province had his eyes set on India for a long time. 
in 1191, he was even defeated by Prithviraj Chauhan in the Battle of Tarain. However, not one to admit defeat, Gauri returned the following year in 1192, this time defeating a complacent Prithviraj Chauhan in the Second Battle of Tarain and conquering Delhi. To mark this monumentous occasion, Gauri's general and slave Kutubuddin Ebak started the construction of the gigantic Kutub Minar within Lal Court. Nearby, he also started the construction of North India's first mosque, Kuvatul Islam. Thus started the era of the Delhi Sultanate. During this time, as Chinggis Khan and his descendants spread the Mongol dynasty across Central Asia and the Middle East, Delhi emerged as a rising star for the disintegrating empires of the Turks, Afghans, Persians and Sejluks. Delhi's prominent location on the Ganga-Yamuna Delta made it the perfect spot for the newly crowned foreign kings to establish their capital. During the same time, Delhi became the epicenter of amalgamation of two great cultures, Hindu and Islamic, giving rise to what is popularly known today as the Ganga Jamuni Tehzeeb. In a constant flux of a myriad contenders, political power kept shifting frequently. Mamluks, Khiljis, Tughlaqs, Sayyids and Lodhis, each one in order to establish their supremacy, built one or more new capitals within Delhi, thus starting the saga of making Delhi a city of cities. In 1526, Babur from Uzbekistan defeated Ibrahim Lodhi in the first battle of Panipat and laid the foundation for the Mughal Empire, which ruled much of India for the next 300 years. During this time, Purana Kila, as we see it today, also took form. Then, for some years, the capital shifted to Agra and stayed there until 1648, when Shah Jahan brought it back to Delhi, with the construction of a new city, Shah Jahanabad, which we commonly know today as the Old Delhi. This was one of the best phases of Delhi's history. In the beginning of the 18th century, after the demise of Aurangzeb, Mughal Empire's grip on India as well as Delhi kept loosening. Between 1739 and 1756, Delhi saw a major contribution from the Nawab of Awadh, Safdar Jang, who was a prominent administrator in the Mughal court. Then, come the 1760s, as the Marathas started spreading their empire across India, their grip formed on Delhi as well and several Marathi people immigrated to Delhi during this time. In 1803, the Marathas were defeated by the British in the Battle of Patpar Ganj in Delhi and a British resident was instituted in the Mughal court who would oversee all major decisions of the empire, turning the Mughal king into a mere puppet. Then, after crushing the revolution of 1857, the British took direct control over India and Delhi. During this time, the capital shifted to Calcutta, which had been the seat of the British Empire due to its proximity to the sea. In 1911, however, the capital was brought back to Delhi and foundations were laid for yet another new Delhi. 
several administrators and bureaucrats of the new government immigrated to Delhi from Bengal and Madras presidencies during this time. Then, in 1947, the partition which followed the Indian independence saw several Hindus and Sikhs from Pakistan's Punjab migrating into Delhi, even as several Muslim residents of Delhi left for Pakistan. Today, in the age of modern India, thousands of people migrate into Delhi every day for work and business. While every city, by definition, is made up of immigrants, the kind of constant churn that Delhi has seen is unprecedented. Also, owing to its status as a prominent capital, every new community that came here wanted to quickly impress itself into the mold of Delhi. With the passage of time, this flamboyance became an integral part of Delhi's culture and made way for Delhi's legendary swag. We hope that you would have liked this story. We have also created a video of the same with illustrated maps and pictures aiding the narration for better visualization. You will find the link to the YouTube video in the description. Hope you liked today's episode. If you'd like to keep tuning in to more such stories, please subscribe to our podcast.